0: So, we are talking, uh, and there 's two more messages in this series, as far as the plans are concerned, and that is this week and next Pastor Matt next week is going to finish off the series and talk about how God is greater than uh, than life Church. God is bigger than what 's happening just here in our little community, but all around the world, God is moving, and uh, he 's going to do way better than what i do. and The key scripture is from the book of Psalms, where it, it says that you know god uh, great is the lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable so we're taking this time to talk about the greatness of god and we're we're just scratching the surface in lots of ways but cuz god's greatness is unsearchable right so, But we're taking the time to talk about this and, and just try to inspire you and, and maybe share some information that might be new to you and also to trust that God will speak to you as we are speaking. We talked about how God is greater than our vision, our our hopes and dreams. God is way bigger. God can do more than we can ask or imagine. That was the first part of the series and we talked about how God is greater than any one of our sins. When, when our sin and You know, God forbid that we're going to work on that. But when our sin increases, you know, God's grace increases. God's God's love and God's grace and mercy is greater than any sin, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what's happened in your life, God is greater than that. God is greater than sickness. We talked about that. Pastor Matt did a great job. Uh, Last week we talked about God, how that God is greater than anxiety and depression in spite of the fact that that is hitting uh north america especially like a plague i mean we ha- what's the name of that virus coronavirus i mean that's got nothing on anxiety and depression in our communities isn't that right dr beverly i mean just the the just the fact that so many people struggle and and deal with that and uh and so we talked about that last week today i have another message that's just Create, uh, just a crazy idea. Try to get through this in, you know, 30 minutes or so. And that is how that God is greater than North American culture and politics. So we're going to be talking about that today. Okay. We are going there. All right. So, uh, can we pray? <laughs> let's, let's just pray for a moment. Lord. Wow. There, there's so much power. Out there, so many powerful people, so much money, uh, so much influence. And, and Lord, I don't get, in fact, how it all works out and with the advertising dollars and all of that. But Lord, you know all about this. And Lord, you're greater than any influence that might be impacting us in our lives. You're greater than that. And I thank you for that. You're greater than any political dreams and ambitions. You are greater than any uh, hidden agendas, Lord. You are awesome. You are the awesome God, and we place you in the highest place. We place you in the highest place in our lives, in Jesus' name, Amen. I'm sorry, I have to stop right now and just tell you what I I really believe that was a word for you today. We place you in the highest place. We have so many things that we think about, so many things that are out there, and we have to remember, as awesome as some of these things, or awful as some of these things are, we can place God at the highest place. He is greater. He is awesome. Amen. So we're going to be talking about uh, culture and politics today, and what our sort of... Response needs to be the way that we really, the way that we see life. And I, I was, uh, I was thinking about my very first trip to Malawi. Uh, I was, I was younger at the time. Uh, man, this goes back to 1996. That's a long time ago. And I was ignorant, and I knew it. I'd never been to Africa before, and I was out there, and right out in the middle of nowhere in the bush, and there was no white guys for. Many many kilometers. Some of those people maybe had never even met someone, at least not in the same room. Uh, that was uh, that was from the west, and and I was preaching, and I, I was thinking, who am I to come here and tell them sort of how to live? And one of the things I and and us and about them, and I said this: if African culture is different from Kingdom culture. Then something has to give, something has to change, and it won't be the kingdom culture that changes, because God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Yeah. And then I said the same thing I said, and if Canadian culture is different from kingdom culture, then something has to give, because the kingdom culture is eternal, yeah. Yeah. and the Canadian culture is not, <laughs> it changes. But God's truth and God's ways and the way that God thinks and the way God is, the way of life, if you will, of, of the kingdom, is different, so different, from Canadian culture. Now, there's a lot of really awesome things about Canadian culture. Many of you have come here to Canada because you like Canadian culture. I don't blame you because it's one of the greatest cultures in the world. But there's issues. There's problems in Canadian culture. And how about the culture in your house and my house? If your culture, the way you live and the way I live is different from kingdom culture, something's got to give. Something's got to change. Amen. Amen. That's good, that's good preaching. Yep. I hope you're encouraged by this message, but there's gonna be a few pokes. Okay, just saying. Uh, It it may come close to home. I actually hope it does, uh, because otherwise, what are we doing here? Romans chapter 11. We're going to start here at the end of Romans chapter 11. I was looking this up because I didn't really know the time. Uh, It was around 900 A.D. when they started organizing the scriptures by, by chapters. And the current chapters and verses that we have now, were not even put in place until the 16th century. So the way the Bible was written, like this book of Romans, is actually a letter and number his paragraphs or his sentences. It was, in fact, written generally when they wrote in those days. They used all uppercase, which I do today too, because I can't write. But, you know, they were called uncials and it was all uppercase, no spaces between the words, and if you ran out to the end of the page in the middle of a word, there's no hyphen, you just start on the next line. I guess they started on the right and going this way, no that was Hebrew, but the Greek went the other way so it it doesn't it didn't look quite the same and so the reason is we're starting we're starting at the end of chapter eleven, and then we'll go and we're gonna we're gonna stop at the at the end of verse two of chapter twelve, and that's actually the verse I want to you know emphasize, but we're just going to start a little bit before, but don't let the chapter division confuse you. It doesn't really add a whole lot to the meaning here. So anyway, Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge, how impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who can know the Lord's thoughts And uh, who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him. And so, or therefore, so, so because of what you just heard, Romans chapter 12 begins, Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Because of all that he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But be transformed. Let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think. Wow. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. A lot of times we say, what is, what's God's will for me? What am I supposed to do here? And we're thinking, we're, we're not, we are not—we don't even know what the Bible says about a subject. God help us to have our minds in tune with God's word and know God's word so that we can make good decisions, have our mind renewed. So it's not just reading a, a, a book, but it's actually kind of letting that, Good word of God make a difference in how we think. Are are we thinking differently than the world is thinking? Or are we conforming to that? Uh, This this little phrase, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, that phrase is stated in different ways by different translators. J.B. Phillips has a translation. I'm on slide number five, if anybody's... uh, With me there. Don't don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold, but let God remold your minds. Uh, Amplified Bible says, Don't be conformed to this world or this age, which uh, don't be fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, but be transformed. As Pastor Matt said earlier, God is after our heart. I love william barclay 's uh, translation as well don 't shape your lives to meet the fleeting fashions of this world, but be transformed from it. Wow, I, I believe that God has is calling his church it, it, you know it used to be that when you said something was worldly, some of you have never even heard this expression, but we used to say it in the church all the time well that 's worldly. Which means we don't want to go there and and it's interesting how we've stopped really saying that expression quite a bit in in church life because the world doesn't have a lot to offer us for eternal benefits now there are lots of really good things in the world you know when when you know when someone is you know, they even have TV programs now where, you know, some celebrity is going to give away $100,000 and, you know, they do this and they're blessed. You know what? That's really good. When, good, when people do good things, that's a good thing. We don't have to say, well, that's worldly. They didn't say Jesus, you know. <laughs> no. In fact, a lot of those folks trying to do good, you know, there's a big foundation, one of the biggest in the world, I'm sure, is Bill Gates Foundation. You know, they're trying to do good things, and they are doing good things. And the Bible doesn't say, well, they're bad just because they're not, you know, Christian ministries. You know, good is good. But at the same time, God wants us to realize that, that we are part of the kingdom, which is fundam- fundamentally unique and, and, uh, and, and it's different. Now, Canada, of course, started out as a Christian nation. Uh, we have scripture verses inscribed on our houses of parliament and uh, all kinds of scriptures. And one of the themes of Canada is that his dominion will be from sea to sea, and that's why we used to call ourselves the D- Dominion of Canada. And But now Canada, you know, in reality... We're founded on Christian principles, and there's many good things happening in Canada, really good things happening in Canada. But as far as the whole nation is concerned, uh, you know, Canada is not, the, the people of Canada are, are not particularly Christians. And, in fact, the largest faith group in our, in our nation, according to the census, is something that is called AASN, which stands for Atheist, Agnostic, Spiritual or non believing is that what it, is that the last one uh, not religious and and that's the that 's the biggest group, and you probably realize that and it 's actually something that can be considered an opportunity for the church because there 's a vacuum there and uh, and we can we'll talk about that at another time uh, the new normal. Uh, for not ha- it, the new, zero is the new normal it 's not having attended a single religious service in the last twelve months. many people are like that and uh, i I especially enjoy uh doing funerals for people like that because they're they're they 're quite interested to hear what uh, you know what a pastor might say at a time like that and i 'm looking forward to an opportunity again at the end of the month to do that uh, so so we have this issue in Canada uh, where, okay, so people who say that they're uh, part of the AASN uh, today, that's, that's today, 50% of Canadians would, would say that. But back when they were 12 years old, whether they're, you know, 60 or 40 or 20, back when they were 12 years old, they, there was, um, you know, Sorry. 21%. Yeah, there's less, sorry, there's less, yeah, less people would say back when they were 12 that they were in that category. So, in other words, they're going backwards in their lives. And we need to pray for God to keep our land. Amen. Amen. Uh, the next slide, real quick, is, is um, yeah, can, could it be that the, the greatest threat to our faith is not the culture, but the notifications Social threads, three minute videos uh, on, on our phones and our tablets and our computers. Uh, it was amazing to me. I, I just, I, and of course, you've seen it too. You walk into a room and people, you know, like me with gray hair and all different ages, you know, it just seems like this pose, you know, a waiting room or a lobby or, you know, a place where people are sitting, this is the pose so many of us have. And, you know, there's so much distraction in our lives. There really is. Uh, The next slide, just I I don't want to spend too much time talking about how awful culture is and all of that. Uh, We we never chose to have these digital distractions. It just kind of happened. Some of us ran out of time for church. We don't even have time. It's probably because, you know, averaged out, you know, people spend a lot of time. On social media right now, maybe you don't spend any time where where do you spend your time that's a good question, but here's the weekly church attendance in Canada by uh, by generation, and you know almost twenty percent of of the what they call the silent generation then the boomers the gen X's Gen ys and the gen Zs you know that right now it's about nine percent that still seems high to me uh, but any, anyways that's the that's the the stats that I could find that are very up to date. Okay. So slide nine, this is the this is just some of the cultural icons. The last weekend was the Grammys and, and here you have uh, the on the left hand side the, the president was at a big football game at the NCAA championship there and of course former presidents, current prime ministers, McLean's magazine, you know what's right with what's wrong with the left, what's wrong with the right what's right with them and uh, there's a, there's a lot of cultural icons that that we have. The next slide is more about uh, athletics and of course that's a big cultural thing. There's women's hockey, Kobe passed away last Sunday. Uh, you know, there's there's the Canucks. Today there's that little thing between the 40 uh, the 49ers and and you know, those other guys in KC. Uh, but I wanted to point out the BC Lion guy on the right. I thought that, could, that guy looks like someone I'd like to be. But anyways, you know, sometimes athletics and sports can be such a distraction. And, you know, they're giants and they get paid cajillions of dollars too. And it's it's just a strange thing. You know, it really is. Um the next slide is is more about other kinds of hobbies and there's tattoos, you know, you go downtown you go to Vancouver especially. I mean there's people here in this room with tattoos, and I'm not, you know, God's got your, your name tattooed right on his hand, by the way. God has tattoos for sure. But anyways, there's, there's a pros and cons to that idea. Uh, You know, there's hobbies, there's someone doing origami there, there's a fisherman, you know, some movies and some social media. Next slide. Uh, I just wanted to talk about real quick, and I I'm not going to have time to go into all this because I don't want to major on the sort of, like I say, the negatives of our culture. These are some things that we need to watch out for as Christians in our life, uh, in the world around us. The the whole area of uh, uh, secularism, sorry, secularism, and where where people just they're just yeah they're a a s n they're just it's just not a thing in their lives, the whole issue of faith. Um, so many are like that. Ex- expressive individualism. Now, I had to look this up and study. I don't even know what that what that means, but it, when I hear what it actually means, it's people taking... The, making their identity their reason for living and we talk, when we talk about identity it's whether it's your your uh, background ethnic identity or whether it's sexual identity or gender blending of identities and that whole area is a really big deal and people take it very seriously and uh, and it's a big part of our culture it's a huge part of our culture uh, the whole issue of distraction and how things, you know, entertainment and media and, the, you know, the newspaper and all kinds of distractions that we have in our lives. The whole thing of technique which takes out creativity and we just kind of go with systems. And then we get into political systems and doesn't matter what the right hand, the right wing guy does, he's bad. And it doesn't matter what the left wing guy, someone else thinks he's bad. You know, it's, it's because we're all, it's all about systems and, and just being in a, in a box, in spite of the fact that we have the, the one before about individual, individualism. You know, if, if you're... It, I won't go there. All right. Uh, and that's technique. Limitless freedom. You know, when your freedom interferes with my freedom, you're supposed to be allowed to have your freedom, and I'm supposed to just allow it somehow, but now, I've, now I don't have my freedom. And it's very complicated in our culture, uh, and that whole thing that all of these things all put together really affects the last one, which is this despair. there's a lot of people dealing with in, in our culture North American culture a sense of despair and burnout, exhaustion, boredom, uh, no purpose, uh, hopelessness, loneliness, all kinds of things like that it's just so so tough, and those are those are big Big issues that we're facing in our culture. And as Christians, as Christian people, we need to be able to have some kind of response to that in a thoughtful way. Yeah. Besides, oh, that's worldly. That's bad. I'm not even going to talk about it. Well, we need to be able to, to really understand what's going on. Uh, these land, these are landmines that, that can be avoided, but we need to discover how these landmines can go from being hidden and destructive to becoming opportunities for the gospel in our lives as Christians and part of that part of the way to do that is the first scripture that I was that I read today and that is don't love don't be uh, allow the world to squeeze you into its mold but but instead be molded by the things of God in your life cuz these are powerful forces now the whole issue of politics is 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 again I mean, you can't listen to the news and read social media, read newspapers, or, or watch the news on TV. You can't can't get away from politics. It's just it's in the news, and there's fighting. Uh, you know, uh, there's Justin Trudeau there. Apparently, he's uh, got a beard now. I didn't realize that till this week. I missed that when he grew that. And then, uh, you know, President Trump. And the reason I chose these two, of course, it's North America. Uh, and I didn't include, you know, Mexico. Sorry about that. But I don't know too much about Mexico, to be honest. But our prime minister would be pretty much, you know, uh, on on the left spectrum of the politics of this world. And, of course, President Trump is on the other side, on the right-wing side. Now, you can, as Christians, I'll tell you what, I've heard so many people that just flippantly repeatedly easily just rolls off their tongue they can be against one side or against the other and think i'm being a good christian because i believe these things (laughs) and and as christians we have to have a we have to have an approach to the the politics that is is different now I, i want you to know that i believe we should vote we should engage in the political spectrum political parties uh, I have some strongly held political beliefs, but as, as a Christian, I need to understand some things about politics, and and one thing for sure is that my hope cannot be in our political systems. Amen. My hope's got to be bigger than that, higher than that, and, uh, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau, he's our prime minister, and there's a, there's a hashtag out there, you know, not my prime minister, and we we could go there and think of all the stuff we don't like about Justin Trudeau, but here is a man who's who's a family man who's just ha- has very strongly held beliefs and and he's trying to do the best he can for Canada. Now I don't agree with a lot of stuff, but I, I do appreciate him. Now you can you can kill me later if you want. You know he's he's our prime minister. He got in as our prime minister with thirty three point one percent of the vote. So we've got a lot of division in Canada. You know, uh, Andrew Scheer had just a few percentage points higher than him, but the way you know the way this the, the system works, you know, they got more seats. The Liberals did, and so now he, you know Justin Trudeau is our Prime Minister. You know whose Prime Minister he is if you're in Canada. He's yours. And if you live and blame, you know who your president, you know we're, they're still trying to fight the last election back there in the states, in the excited states of America. But you know that that president trump he got forty six point one percent of the of the vote, and his opponent got a few points more. But the way the system works there, Prime Minister, uh, president trump is is the president, and he's the president. And, and we, we as people need to understand some things about authority and understand that God's kingdom, a very well said sentence. You notice I didn't read it off of anything and I'm just making it up. You know, God, God is bigger. God is greater than North American culture. You know, it's, it, you know, you can say, well, all this stuff is barraging against us. Well, sometimes we just need to shut off our phones and close our eyes and pray. Now, I realize that we can't just hide from everything. We've got to be part of, you know, we're in the world, we're not of it. And we're going to talk about what we can do about all of this, okay? But let's remember that in Romans 13, it says this, everyone must submit to governing authorities. And so, you know, if, if Hillary got in last time and the conservatives got in in Canada, we would still have to have this basic same message, want me to say that again or do you need me to say it again cuz you let your mind wander <laughs> God is in control somehow I don't even get it but he is he's the one that is the god of history and at whether if if it turns out that there's another you know I don't know 10 centuries left in the on planet earth probably things will look a lot different for all authority comes from God. Look at this. Who was, who was the Caesar in Rome at that time? The guy's name was Nero. He was, he was a bad dude. He was crazy. And this is what the word of God says about authority. All authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. And we need to understand this. In the book of Daniel, it says this. He controls God, controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings, and he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. God is God. Amen. So what are we supposed to do about all this? How are we supposed to live? How are we supposed to navigate this culture that is all around us, and these political systems that are there as well. I've I've just got some ideas from Scripture. These aren't just my ideas that I came up with. But these are scriptural ways that we need to look at the world around us and how we should be, how we should act. First of all, we need to use vigilance. Now, a lot of times what happens is we just kind of go with the flow. You know, everybody's all about the connects, so now we're about the connects. No, I realize my wife, nor am I, but you know, I've heard of people like that. And you know, the Seahawks are out of the, out of it, so it doesn't matter to me too much about the football game today. But I'm still going to watch it. But we we need to understand that we need to be vigilant about the world around us, and not start putting the world. As the place that we're looking and just embracing whatever values are there, you know you hear about choice and you hear about you know identity and you hear you hear about right now in Canada we're dealing again with with um, euthanasia, and it, it's just you know man, it's hard, but all of these things, all of these immoralities that we experience in our culture, they were all in the Roman culture too, back in the day. It was no better then than it is today. We need to be vigilant in 1 Peter 5. It says, stay alert. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. You have an enemy. You have an enemy. And he wants you to embrace world values and get all fearful about all kinds of fearful things and be totally distracted by those things. He wants to to throw all kinds of ideas into your head and he wants you to embrace them whether it's through the news whether it's through social media whether it's through athletes whether it's through entertainment and music however it gets in your eye in your head the enemy just wants to bombard you with all kinds of things that are going to make it hard for you to serve the lord that's what that's cuz that's what he does steal kill destroy that's his job description but jesus has come to bring us life. And so we need to be vigilant. Just be aware. We need to be thoughtful. I don't mean, oh, isn't that nice, thoughtful. I mean, we need to approach life, you know, and, and be aware of what's going on. And when someone says something, don't just keep nodding your head. Think think about it through, let your mind be renewed by the scriptures. Think about it through that grid. Amen. Uh Love. Love is such a nice word until you think about the worldly systems, and it says, don't love the world. Now, love the people in the world, of course. Love the people, but the world systems, the world values, the things that people put their hope and trust in, in the world, don't get sucked in by that. Don't love this world or the things it offers you, money, fame, power, whatever. For when you love the world, look at this, when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you oh, I love Jesus. Oh, I love the world. No, it doesn't work that way. We've got to understand that we cannot just have our affection all tied into the things of this world. They're so transitory. Thank you. I got a yup and I got an amen. Anybody else? We need to trust the Lord. You know, we need to vote. We need to, we need to maybe turn this off and put this on in terms of what we're paying attention to. But we need to put our trust in the Lord, that he's going to work things out. And here it is in 1 Thessalonians. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. Holy, holy. Holy, make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will, look at God will make this happen in your life. God is going to work in you and he's going to help you and you're going to get through this. God will make this happen. God will make a way because he who calls you is faithful. God is faithful and he is trustworthy and we can keep our trust in him no matter what you're facing no matter what you're seeing that's disturbing there's lots of things that are disturbing and um, a lot more than what we even hear about repeatedly on the the cycles of some of the of some of the media but we trust the Lord. And last but not least, we have to have a kingdom perspective. This, this I just think this verse is one of the most wonderful verses in the scripture as far as I'm concerned. I just love it. Romans 14:17 The kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. It's it's not a matter of rules and the way you do church and all the different things that we you know, we have things the way we like. You know, I go to I go to Africa and the women are sitting on one side and it's that side, and the men are sitting on the other side, and the kids are at the back, and they got one of the pastors, and he just, you know, keeps hitting the kids, you know, not hitting them, but just hitting their, flicking their ears and stuff. And, and then some of the guys at the front are sleeping, and so there's someone else, and he's waking them up, and, you know, and, and some of the women, they're, they're, you know, it's so distracting for this guy, this for me, and they're, you know, they're nursing their kids in church, and got things over the, you know, and anyway, it's, it's just, it's just different, okay, and the women do all the work, and the guys, I don't know what they do, but anyways, you know, the chopping of, I mean, they're chopping wood for the fire, and they're cooking on the, on the ground, and you know, women, you don't want to go there, just, I'm just saying, okay, it's just so different, how did I start with that, where, what was I talking about, Okay, the way, the way that we do things. We do things differently, and, and I'm sure some of you from outside of Canada, you think, why do they do that? Yeah, they're camping, yeah. Yeah, why do we go camping? That's a really good question. When I come back from Africa, I think, why do I ever go camping? <laughs> it's not really great. Anyways, but it's not, a, it's not about we do it this way, that way. You know, some churches, they have communion every Sunday, and we do it. Like we're going to do it in a few moments here. And we do it once a month. Which way is right? Well, it, it's actually not, it's not a matter of how you deal with all those kinds of things. The kingdom of God is distinguished by righteousness, which is our relationship with God. Righteousness and peace, which is our relationship with people, our sisters and brothers. And so right relationships, it's all about relationships, relationships. The Kingdom of God is distinguished by good relationships and joy in the Holy Ghost having having an experience with the holy spirit it 's not about well, I go to church great i 'm glad you 're here but it 's not about whether you come here and a lot of you come you know after we start and i 'd like you to come on time or even early, but you know what it 's not about that what 's really important is relationships with God and each other. And uh, an experience with the Holy Spirit. To have a real faith that actually makes a difference in your life. So when you're facing difficulties, when issues come up, you've got some kind of a foundation and your hope isn't in the circumstances. When someone wins a game or loses a game or when, you know, the shopping deal is over and you just missed it by that much or whatever it is that means so much to you. That you have faith, that I have, that I have hope that this is, it's all gonna work out. My God is bigger than this. Righteousness, peace, and joy. I, I, I'm part of a kingdom that's an everlasting kingdom. Come on, this is just a vapor. This life is so important. It really is. It's really important. But in comparison to eternity, it's just a vapor. And so think about how important eternity is. I'm not saying this isn't important. I'm just saying eternity is way more important. God's ways are so much higher than our ways. So we can have this approach to life where, where we can, you know, we can understand, we can be vigilant, realize that there's an enemy out there that hates us. Okay. We have to watch it. We have to be people that don't love the world, but we love God. We have to be people that can put our trust in the living God because then we'll be fine. And have this perspective that is different from the way the world looks. Amen. So God is bigger. God is greater than all the stuff. You know, you'll be, you'll be getting involved with all this stuff. And I just want you to realize that we are dealing with a God that's bigger and greater. Bigger and greater than North American culture and politics. Hallelujah. Amen.